Welcome to Lighting Our Way, a podcast of Uganda Christian University's Standard Newspaper. Here, we hear stories of self-reflection, removing the log in our eyes so that we may see the light and transform our world. Welcome back to yet another episode of Lighting Our Way. I'm your host, Priscilla Nejuma. Joining me is... Ahereza Melissa. Uh, so today, we shall be talking about mental health. It's a very complex topic, very wide. But, uh, Melissa, when someone tells you about mental health, what comes to mind? Well, the first thing that I think of, because as Africans, I can't even say as Ugandans, as Africans, mental health is like stigmatized. When they talk about mental health, the first thing you'll see is maybe the madman that lives near your home or is at the corner of the street. That's the first thing that pops into your mind. But obviously, as we've grown up and we've been educated and we social media, of course, me, what I think about most is depression and anxiety. I feel like they're the most common things I hear about in terms of mental health. Well, today we have been graced with the presence of an expert on mental health. Um, welcome, Miss Irene. Thank you so much. Um, kindly tell our listeners more about you, what exactly you do. Yes, so that we can, you know, get to the point where you tell us about the mental health education. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity that you've given me to be part of this group this morning. My name is Irene Ojambo. I'm a counseling psychologist. Uh, I would call, I, I am actually a graduate of clinical counseling psychologist. This gives me an opportunity to do counseling, but also to do assessment, which uh, uh, helps me to work well with many mental health challenges. I work with the Ruth Nkoyo Wellness Center. This is the counseling department of the Uganda Christian University, and I'm a counselor there. Okay. Yes. Okay. You want anything more? <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's good when someone talks about mental health, mm-hmm. what exactly is someone supposed to be talking about in that sense when we say mental health? What definition could you give to the term? First of all, I want to thank my colleague Priscilla. Melissa. 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 Melissa started it well. Okay. He started with the other madman on the village. <laughs> <laughs> that might be most people's perception of mental health. But uh, uh, I would want to us to look at what World Health Organization refers to mental health as. Uh, mental health is a state of well-being in which an individual realizes his or her own abilities can cope with normal stresses of life, can work productively and fruitfully, and is able to contribute to his or her community. So all that, it is not just one thing that we are pointing to someone who is mentally challenged in one aspect, it is a holistic thing. And so mental health includes our emotional, our psychological our social well-being. It is it affects how we think, how we feel, and how we act. It also helps determine how we handle stress. There are some people who are able to get over stress. 
But there's some people who get stuck in small things. So that is all about, uh, it is all determined by how mentally healthy we are. So it also determines on how the way we relate with others, how we make healthy choices. So mental health is very important in every stage of life. It is important to children. It's important to adolescents. It's important to all adults. And it manifests like in many ways. Like when someone's mentally healthy, they will understand that these are fluctuations in life. I've failed an exam and I can catch up. Maybe people feel good about themselves, not all the time talking about my big eyes or my small nose. So that can also be a, a mental challenge that you are scrutinizing yourself and you have nothing to do. There's a sense of belonging. There are people who say, ah, yeah, I'm done with the people. And when you ask them to go and stay in the zoo, they can't go. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they don't want to stay with the people. They are old families, families in school, families in a hostel. Everywhere we are, there is a family. There is a family in church where someone doesn't belong. Then uh, it manifests in your ability to cope with your own circumstances, the normal stresses of life, how you do and how you say, how you respond to people. For example, saying no. There are people who don't say no. Even when someone is really, really uh, doing something that is going to affect their, their future, they'll still say yes. So that is, that is also a challenge. How you say yes and how you say no. You know, saying no is a very difficult thing to discipline people in quotes in society. Mm. When they tell you go for water, you go for for firewood, you go. You you cannot explain that I also have a coursework mm. to do with. Um, you you have a healthy relationships with the church, with the community. Then how you try to please everyone? Like I must please A, B, C up to Z. And at the end of the day, you fail. So all that is mental health. So those are some of the ways into, in which it manifests to show that someone is mentally healthy. I am able to, to carry myself. I'm able to have principles. I'm able to follow them. I'm able to work with others. I'm able to adjust. All that is mental health. Wow. Like, yeah. That's broad. It's a broad, broad That's topic. Really, yeah. yeah. And of course, before we go on, when I'm not yet mentally health, I'm sick. <laughs> I'm okay. mentally ill. Mm. And now mental illness will also briefly let me give you a few manifestations. Like someone could be having excessive fear. I fear the lecturer. I fear the tutor. I fear the class representative. They are all about the corner. Yeah. Mm. You know, you're like, hey, where is <laughs> Which kind of person is that? Extreme feelings of guilt. I am the one. It's because of me that the coursework failed. Extreme mood changes. Today they are very high. Mm. Tomorrow they are very low. And you know what makes them high? For example, someone who has known the approach to a question, they will run into six offices. They tell you, you know what? I know the approach mm. to the question. And that one makes them, and when you tell them, but now you have a first class, let us rejoice. They know everyone has a first class. You leave me with my things. Mm. They, they are not able to see that mm. because they are not mentally healthy. Uh, they withdraw. They have tiredness. Every time you're tired, mm. uh, low energy, 
low energy in the body, in the physical, then low energy even mentally. Mm. Even when you ask them, when I say, Melissa, how are you? She's here, but she's going to take a minute to, co to conceptualize that and then respond to me. They are always suicidal. That is all mental health. Mental health. Wow. Mm. Um, what are some of the issues that you think society is ignoring, yet they're important in regards to the, the, the whole concept of mental health? Well, uh, the, the very fact, first thing is the fact that people take the word mental health only to ex extremes. Okay. Yeah, they want to sit up there, I have undressed. So now it makes other 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 symptoms to be ignored. Mm. But uh, mental health, briefly, it appears in very, very many types. Many types. Mm. I want to give you just a few, uh, which reflect and they are sometimes ignored. Okay. For example, there are many types. I would start with mood disorders, like depression and bipolar, where someone is always humble and then low, and bipolar is when they are always unnecessarily high. So, like mood swings, the, the mood changes. There are also anxiety disorders, like uh, we, we would talk of generalized anxiety. I fear everything and everyone and everywhere. They are just scared, timid. So, that is generalized anxiety. It could be social anxiety. It would be anxiety to water. It would be anxiety to insects. Someone sees a cockroach, like, what? By the time you come, it's there when you check it's actually a cockroach. Mm. <laughs> so that is too much anxiety. There are also personality disorders. Uh, for example, uh, there is borderline personality, whereby there is also obsessive compulsive disorder. It's common. We stay with these people. They are very obsessed with something. They have locked the house. They go out. They reach the stage. They wonder whether they locked the house. They come back. They check the house is locked. They board. They reach setter. They wonder whether they locked the house. Or they clean and they are not sure it's clean. They clean and clean. So that is uh, sometimes we say this person is working, but sometimes I've seen people who end up not marrying because they cannot cope with anyone, everyone who comes in there. Mm. Dirty. So there are also psychotic disorders like schizophrenia. That is uh, the, the people we call mad. They operate basically in the world of hallucinations and delusions. Mm. They can see you and they see uh, a lion and they run away. They are running away genuinely. Mm. They can see you according to them. They see a snake and they beat you. Mm. <laughs> One time uh, I was talking to, to someone in, uh, and then she said, she was speaking in, in Luganda. For me, I'm a Muslim. And then my husband brought pigs and put them on our TV. So me, I beat the TV. Mm. And when I, I did beat the TV, I beat the pigs, and they got off the TV, and they say, I'm mad. Am I mad? So, <laughs> what would you say to such a person? Mm. So for them, they thought that when I beat the pigs, they mm. will go away from my house. Mm. It, it, to, to them, they were responding to that type of humiliation. How can you bring pigs? pigs? So those are what we call psychotic disorders. Those are the people we usually call mad. They can build their own house out of sticks. And they tell you they can be the president. Today they can be the VC. And they tell you I'm the VC. So that those are psychotic disorders. They are eating disorders. You have worked with people who eat. 
they eat and eat and eat and they they perhaps maybe induce vomiting they eat again there are also trauma related disorders these are very challenging they manifest a lot in what we call post-traumatic stress disorder. Okay. They are very challenging. People have nightmares. People are wounded. You know, I just have to talk about your green dress and you quarrel the whole night. Mm. You have seen them. They are wounded from inside okay. and sometimes they don't want to seek support. They, they are also substance-induced disorders. Some people become what we call mad because they have taken a lot of substances in jaga uh, alcohol and all that they are developmental disorders they are these children you find they have not grown according to their age they are they are impulse control disorders sexual related disorders someone has nine girlfriends they want another one i don't know whether king Solomon had that <laughs> but there are also small small things that we see in society like Perhaps corruption. Somebody might be just like uh, mad with making money. You steal money from a dead person. You steal money from a child. You steal, you know, they are like, uh, it is a compulsive action. When this person is helped, they mm. can. There are also normal things we call normal, like workaholism, mm. because I am working to avoid the challenges at home, low productivity, fights, suicidal tendencies, I'll kill myself, I'll kill myself. All those are challenges. And all those are things that society ignores. They want you to address, and then they know you have a mental challenge. Okay. But all those things happen in society. Okay. Yes. So one of the one of the issues that came up in the research that we were making was mental abuse. Mm. Mental abuse. How do you tell? How can you help a person who has been victimized? Someone who is a victim of torture that I don't know led mental abuse. Yes, mm. that led to yeah. mental uh, abuse. Mental abuse is uh, uh, basically to something to do with the emotional abuse. Yes, and it's an action meant to undermine your esteem and make you feel worse about yourself. Mm. It's also uh, it's also a form of manipulation and control. The effects of mental abuse are just as detrimental as the effects of physical abuse. Experiencing abuse or other trauma-related challenges puts people at a risk of developing mental conditions such as anxiety disorders, low self-esteem, depression, suicidality, and many others. And then post-traumatic stress disorder, which is a challenge. So when you talk of mental abuse, someone is just trying to put you down. How can we help? Um, well, mental abuse, first of all, it comes in forms of things like cheating, constant checking, someone putting you down, opposing you, criticizing you. But how can we help? Sometimes I would prefer that we look at the symptoms of the person who is being abused. Sometimes they would uh, display symptoms of stigma. Sometimes they are low self-esteem. Sometimes um, they would display depression. Sometimes anxiety. It depends on the person who has been mentally abused. So the first thing is that we treat 
uh, the symptoms and we deal with the stigma and because depending on the symptoms someone may need medical attention Okay. So how can we come up? Uh, if we, we, we refer to this person for medical attention, because uh, some of these emotional challenges, uh, someone gets emotionally calmed down by certain drugs. We have antipsychotic drugs. We have antidepression drugs. Those ones are uh, uh, maybe stress or mind relaxers. They, you, those drugs can be helpful, especially if that person is at a clinical level. Then uh, there's individual support, individual counseling or group counseling. If there are quite many, we can put them together in a, a group and take them through counseling. And of course, helping them with access services which are affordable. But they also help self-help measures. You know, when everyone has a mental challenge here and there. Mm. So uh, my advice is that let us try to do self-help measures before we call for others. Simple things like exercise, positive thinking, social interactions, not keeping alone. Those are self-help measures. We also encourage that in person who has got that mental abuse. And life, 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 um, lifestyle changes, for example, social inclusion, point someone to a mentor. It might be a spiritual person, for example, point them to their belief. Where do they believe? Who is uh, mm. this spiritual person who speaks into themselves? Is this a reverend? Is it a chaplain at UCU? Is it a counselor? Is it their mentor? Is it a nurse? Point them to someone who can help them uh, do that. Then encourage them to read, do stress management, coping and accepting what is happening. Then there's also need for peer support, friends. Do you know that if you just isolated Melissa for, for like two weeks, she would be very sad. How do you feel? Nobody thinking about Too you. Much. They are blaming you. She's always here. She's always late. She has managed badly. <laughs> She's not smart. What would come to your mind when when people, everyone is doing that? Definitely, you'll be challenged, and that is part of mental abuse. Okay. Yeah, someone has not beaten you. Has not said you're stupid. You know how we abuse you. Yeah. Look at your eyes. <laughs> no, they just keep quiet. Mm. And they look at you, they have not... How do you feel if that happens with your mother and right. she's not talking to you for a month? How <laughs> your husband, you're not yet there. But it's worse when it happens to, with a spouse. Then after treatment, of course, it, if it has led this person into challenges like substance abuse, then let's treat, let's treat that. So basically what I would encourage is that let's treat the symptoms okay. the way they appear because they appear differently. For example, if it's substance abuse that has come, I've seen many people who are addicted to drugs because they are not respected at home. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can't imagine. They are not respected. So send them to a rehabilitation center where they will do detoxification, managing of withdrawal symptoms, behavior therapy, support groups, and all that that will lead to sobriety. But also do, if this person comes from a family, do family support. Mm. Yeah, I, I would give you an example that we, we were given by one of my colleagues. She, she, she was handling this person who was called boy. He was born and called boy. He grew up and was called boy. He married and the wife called him boy and perhaps the children. Up to age 34, he was called boy. And because of just that, he started wearing uh, shorts mm. and drinking. 
So the very first time this guy goes to a therapist and a therapist says, good morning, Mr. X. That was the turning point. So sometimes metro abuse does not need a lot. Mm -hmm. We just need to be there and to support these people. Okay. That's what I would say. So how do you th how do you think the government, the church, the society, the people that we live with, how do you think we can come together to solve things regarding mental health? Mm. Yes. So it is important. I've, I've already talked about society. I also want to talk about church. Church is very, very important. Pastors speak a lot into our lives, but sometimes it guilt traps people. Okay. And then everything you that demon and say somebody feels traumatized. Mm. So I want to call for acceptance. <clears throat> and perhaps uh, if it comes to government, or oh, society building, having thriving societies. You know, there's a community you go to and there is a field, there is a reproductive health center, there is a clinic, there is a church, there is a sports ground. That is very important. Mm. For someone, if I can't do football, I can do volleyball. Mm. And so that one helps. You don't know how walking, just walking is a treatment for mental health. And that's why you find children will hardly get stressed. Okay. Why? They play in the sand and stress hormones concentrate around the tips of the fingers. So the more they play, the more they run, you will beat them and they will come back for you. But now, Melissa, if I beat you, would you come back to me immediately? No. Yeah. <laughs> so the children do it better. Mm. They are a better example. So thriving communities help to foster mental health and mental well-being for everyone. Let there be something in a community that can take everyone. There's a child center there's a youth something mm. there's a women something there's something for men our fathers we need to mm, get yes. them together for football <laughs> <laughs> there's something in the church mm. which will take the adults for us who want to see to god be the god then there are those ones miracle welcome mm. <laughs> there are also those ones okay. where we can be all inclusive okay. that society is going to be very helpful and for government now these people some some of these people uh, who steal, uh, people who take drugs, it does not really help a lot to put them in cells. Mm. When you put them in cells, they will learn homosexuality because they are tuned to learning defiance. Okay. You take them there, they come back and look for their old friends. So how about if in those cells there is a counselor? Yeah. If uh, how about if it's not order and order, but we talk to these people mm. and then they change because even if you put a homosexual in cells, they will not stop. That is something that may need deliverance. Mm. So when I talk over a thriving community, I mean that there's deliverance here for the church, but there's also counseling here, there's psychotherapy, there's assessment, there's mm. a hospital where somebody is going to go uh, and be helped even without paying. Okay. When community members feel connected and supportive to the mentally challenged people, how do we take them? If someone is depressed in class, you say, ah, oh, Irene, we can't put her in our group. She takes long to respond. Mm. She's weak. She will not finish coursework. We leave them behind. So if, if somebody is schizophrenic, we beat them. Why don't we take them for support? If something is somebody is drinking, we disown them as parents. You are not worthy being in the Irene family. For us, we are big people. So um, 
let's try to show patience and care try to be non-judgmental listen to them there are families where they'll say well uh irene will come but we don't expect much from her and if i get that communication like contribute no so uh listen to them don't discourage disregard their challenge from the many many uh maybe slightly significant options take one and just do that at your quarter at home and she says i suggest this i suggest we use this kind of water buy that water even if you don't give it to the kids mm. they feel important and i start feeling included so as to say encourage them to talk to a mental health provider when you th- talk of a counselor people mm. <laughs> people see someone who deals with hiv positive people are victims of what so even if you are a victim of something you don't want to be associated with a counselor mm. because that is what how society views it and now the challenge is that many people have termed or, or themselves counselors you have many counselors in your village do you hear them in the church everywhere they don't know the principles yeah. of counseling but everyone is a, a counselor. counselor so they also somehow are detrimental to people okay. so as society let us come together work together in schools mm. training teachers how many of you wanted to talk to your senior woman teacher about your challenge in our days we couldn't because mm-hmm. he will beat you and he will talk about you in the staff room mm-hmm. so teach them educate the staff educate the parents or have a, 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 a counselor at school who is independent in decision making promote social and emotional competency and resilience so if people don't have resilience and they break down all the time mm-hmm. so promoting resilience through the activities i've talked about uh, 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 above help ensure a positive and safe environment especially at school you know there there's this girl with the big breasts there's this girl who is the mother in the class there's this boy with a deep voice mm-hmm. and is in pieces and now these children are laughing and the teacher adds Mm. So if the teacher is trained he will train this children that yes he's big she has big breasts but she's one of us and we'll give her her responsibility energize her yeah. yes because as we were in school we could look for that one you call her mommy and she later gets married mm. and drops out of school so let us work together church government uh community LC1 this code for women when i come and tell you how my husband beats me then my neighbor tells me before mm. i reach home really yeah? yeah it it makes people not talk about it so we can really really work together okay yes do you think the government in some way has helped out when it comes to mental health yes <laughs> i would start by saying yes mm. because there are mental health specialists who are being trained and dispatched okay. to government enterprises uh <clears throat> the government is also increasing community connectivity you have heard when when uh, economy was opened kabaka cup you have heard of that mm. this cup european this arsenal that is a very very good mental health medicine so connectivity the government is trying to work out on roads you would ask me how then can a road help but if i am having my maze and i can't transport it what will come of me depression so if the government works on the roads on the hospitals on the schools they are doing a good job another thing <clears throat> there's uh 
there's some authority that is given to LC1, maybe woman, I, I, I forget, but there's that lady who is in charge of families, where, where, where she is supposed to support in settling families, family matters. And even in police, there's a family protection unit, yeah. which is the work of government, and we appreciate government. And um, uh, as far as counseling is concerned, uh, in government institutions and private institutions, counselors are being trained. They are training counselors. A counselor is someone with a degree in counseling, a diploma in counseling. They are also training people at certificate level. They are training counseling psychologists at master's level. Then they are, and even at PhD level, they are training clinical counselors. These are meant just to assess. I just look at you and give you your prescription <laughs> before you talk about it. So all those are being trained, but also psychiatrists. Mm. Now, the challenge would be that uh, what about the ratio of counselor and, and client? It is still low. So we'd call upon government to increase in that area of, of training. Now, there are also <coughs> private counseling firms mm. uh, which are have been established by certified counselors, there are quite a number. There are those which do normal uh, psychotherapy, but there are also those which are specific on trauma care, which are specific on specific therapies. Like in trauma, there's a, a, a therapy called, uh, which does desensitization using your eyes. I can help you heal from a trauma just working with your eyes and you're not talking. So there are those specific therapies. And there are also centers for rehabilitation for people who are using drugs, very many which are coming up by uh, internationally certified drug professionals. At least Uganda now has, uh, there could be close to 10 internationally certified addiction professionals. I am not saying that we didn't have them, we mm -hmm. have psychiatrists, but people who are at that current level okay. are still very few, mm. but they are there. Okay. There are also hospitals like Butabika. Butabika has a mental health unit specifically for mental health issues. Uh, for us, we call it Dwaliroriabalalu, but it's a very good place. Yeah. Mulago has a part and other private hospitals. Nakasero has a section basically for mental health. Yeah. There's also encouraging the natural environment in NEMA. Yes, sometimes we can be uh, pollution and you know where you stay and all that is very important. There's something we call aromatherapy. You just walk. You can mm -hmm. just walk in a forest and get well. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because of that scent. So there's a lot of rehabilitation in the prisons, uh, substance use disorder recovery homes, uh, talk shows. We are also making an impact now. Yeah. <laughs> talk shows. And it's not the first one. Mm. There are many talk shows on radio, on TV that mm. come to mm. support people. Entertainment, prioritizing art. You go just to the street and see people drawing. The, I cannot draw you and finish you when I'm feeling as angry as I was. No. Mm. No. There is something that is happening to me. Mm. And then uh, heritage forms. Many, many places. My call is that it's just important to support <coughs> uh, governments to adapt mental health policies and integrate mental health policy into public health.
such that we could say we must have a psychiatrist at every university or we must have this level of counselor at every university okay. or every primary school or every college such that that is policy mm. and so it will be a better deal okay yes but the government is doing a lot the issue as i've said is racial we are not yet there yeah mm. oh the people that have come out to talk about the issues that are torturing them silently and unfortunately they don't get help Mm. Do you think that is one of the leading causes to the repercussions that come because of mental health? Yes, uh and I don't want uh, it I would want to say it's one of the leading. Mm. It may not be absolutely okay the cause. Because when we talk of mental health the causes are diverse. They are very very many. Yeah, so coming up to talk it's actually a very good step. This someone, this person is now realizing I'm challenged and they are coming out to talk about it. That one is a very good stage. If they are helped, it is indeed very good because we are sending out ambassadors to help. But if they are not helped, they get more depressed. They get lower. Like I was telling you about the many types. So it is a it is it is a very a very significant cause. However, there are other causes of mental health challenges. For example, uh, racial and tribal discriminations. Have you ever heard that there are, there are offices you go to and you have you must have a different name, a specific name, a yes. specific figure? That if your name doesn't begin with the O or N, it, if your figure doesn't do this, mm. th there's someone who was crying recently. She went for some interview and they said, you're short. <laughs> That was too bad. Yeah. yeah. So um, this discrimination is a very big cause. Tribal. For us here, we have tribal, but internationally, there are places which have racial, uh, racial social exclusion, just like I was saying, you're in class, but no one wants to be your friend. Yeah. It's terrible. Adversity in childhood. I don't know how I can talk about this. This is very key. There are things we get through through childhood and they are implanted. And you'll find someone there, anger, anger tank is just full. Mm. You just add something, it overflows. I say, Melissa, did you really need to react to that? I, say, I also don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Mm. There's something that wasn't said, worked on. Yeah. Adversity in childhood. What does this do? Adversity in childhood coupled with the personal experiences makes us to form a worldview. And this world you will either have truth or myths. You have heard people say, all women are bad. Yeah. All men are the same. That is a worldview which must be coming from somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we need to have these people, I hope these people that when they come to a time of, of making decisions, they are positive. Okay. They are not depending on myths. There are other simple, simple issues like low education, someone reasoning like, Really, that is their ceiling of reasoning. Mm. Uh, unemployment, people are getting depressed, depressed to death because they have no jobs. Recently, I had a suicide, yeah. a suicide action in, in Kampala. Or oh, I have to, to, to look out for it again. But in one of the universities, for a very good student who never got a job, after three years, 
they committed suicide. Mm. You can't imagine. All that is a mental challenge. It's only a mental challenge that will tell you that suicide is a solution because it has never been a solution. Mm. When I commit suicide, my boyfriend can't love me again. So that is, and, and even underemployment. I'm employed to be a counselor and then perhaps the DVC says, Irene, for you must see one client a day or a week. So I'm there, client comes, client comes, and so that's unemployment. Oh, I have a master's, but I'm doing a job of a, of a, a certificate. And then uh, job insecurity, you know, with the COVID, do I have my job? <laughs> mm. That is bad poverty, uh, income inequality. We are doing the same job. I earn one million, you earn 200. That is a problem. Uh, neighborhoods, sometimes we have challenges with neighborhoods and people lose their light, poor access to basic needs, poor housing quality, social interactions, then history of mental illness in the family. This one works a lot with schizophrenia and then uh, depression, even anxiety. If you had it a lot in your family, it can work. Then ongoing or chronic medical conditions. I was born HIV positive. I've been taking medication. I'm a third year student now. So somehow I'll think, why am I not like the others? I am a sickler. For me, I, I am athematic. I can't do other things. If these people are not helped, it can cause a mental challenge and many other things. So what you said is really, really important. Although we also need to uh, look at other causes. Okay. Yeah. Lastly, um, what would you say to someone that is suffering silently with issues regarding mental health? I think I've talked to that person already, mm. but I can still talk to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> this person is suffering silently. Mm. They're not talking about it. Mm. Yes. They may not even know it's a problem. They may not even know it's a problem. Now, if they don't know it's a problem, it's challenging. So it is now the work of the concerned other. You could attractively tell that person uh, to tell someone how they are feeling. Maybe you could point, you could find out in their life. Usually, in our lives, there's someone who speaks sense to us. For example, I've, I've already mentioned it might be my pastor, my counselor, my mentor, my auntie, my neighbor, even my house girl. She might be speaking a lot of sense into me. Yeah. Like the house girl of Neaman <laughs> said, go and wash here. Go and look for the prophet. And he got healed. So, um... Let them speak to someone, encourage them to speak to someone, then uh, stay physically active, encourage this person to stay physically active. Yes, staying like if someone is always alone, encourage them. If we can't do football, let's do netball, let's walk around, at least make a way of getting them out of the house. It is very, very important. Then also eating. Some people don't eat at all. Some people eat very badly. In university students call it five by five, five chapatis and five eggs. Very terrible eating. Mm. So uh, they eat that and then take soda. How do you expect that person to recover? So health eating is the cheapest. Okay. Yes. Eat mukene, eat, 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 eat fruits, eat one banana, 250 shillings. Okay. Yes. So encourage them to eat well, encourage them to learn a skill. Any skill, it could be a writing skill. You know, some people have uh, endowed with a lot, but it's just untapped. 
So what I would encourage uh, you to encourage that person is to help them tap from their potential. They are very good at music. They are very good at painting. They can make very good presentations. They can research, but they are there. What are they saying? No job, government, yet yambe. Hmm? Mm. And they are getting more and more uh, depressed. Do something you love to reduce stress. Stress is very sweet. I don't know whether you people have been stressed before. When you think of, when you're stressed, you think of negative things, negative things. I wish that person would do. The mental him would come out physically. You would see them walking, <laughs> bent, mm. more bent, more, more terrible. Mm. Yeah. So encourage them to do something that can get them out of stress. Uh, saying po positive and hopeful. Help them to to join support groups, join a fellowship, join a choir, join a a, a village meeting. Mm. Or, uh, that meetings women have those meetings where they they collect one thousand per day. Sentezo kameza getting enough sleep and developing coping skills. This is key. But now coping skills, they may need to talk to a professional mm -hmm. to help them identify. But also using their own innate indoor resources. They are very, very key in supporting. So we can support them by directing them to help. Okay. where they can get support. Okay. And also encouraging them to use. Where did Moses go tell Moses? What do you have? Melissa, if I told you, gave you the assignment, God gave Moses, go and bring the children of Israel from Egypt with a stick, would you go? No. No? <laughs> but you may be there and what you have is as small as a stick. Mm. Pray, the Lord will magnify it and it will be very helpful. Thank you very much. Thank Melissa, you so much. Melissa, do you have anything to ask? Honestly, I feel like we need to have another episode. <laughs> <laughs> another episode or five more episodes because it's so broad and yeah. there are so many aspects. And I feel like this just creates more awareness. Mm -hmm. And that's just one step closer to making it less of an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Miss Irene, for gracing us with your presence today. Uh, my name is Priscilla, and uh, I was I hosted today with Melissa. Yes, so thank you so much. Please uh, subscribe and listen to these podcasts. I feel like they can help you out in your day to day life when you're feeling there's something wrong. You can find a solution in just something that you played, and it can make a whole difference from whatever you had. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you have been inspired by the wisdom of self-reflection. Please find us on www.standard.ucu.sc.ug and share with others this message that lights our way. <laughs>